Welcome to the friend zone is a tough place to be. Trust me, I've been there plenty of times. Uh, I mean, you probably have too. You ever gone and like expressed your feelings of love or maybe it's vice versa only to be told, "Mm, I'm not that interested. Well, he shot his shot, but now because of their relationship, what is she supposed to do? Today, we've got a brand new Ask My Mom. Welcome to the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello. How are you? It's the 21st of July. Thank you for listening to this daily podcast that we call Certified Mama's Boy. We are based in three principles, in case you're new. Live, laugh, love your mom. And if you're not new, of course you know that. Um, it's live your life out loud, laugh a lot, and love our, love my mom. Why did I just screw that up? I've said this 400,000 times. We live, live our lives out loud, we laugh a lot, and we love my mom. My co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Well, let me catch you up on the half of a million dollars that I owe the IRS. <laughs> Oh boy. I don't think any other podcast you start today will start with. Let me catch you up on the half a million dollars that I owe to the IRS. Uh, if you weren't here this week, I have been billed $556,000. Actually, it actually rounds up to $557,000, but who's counting? Hmm. Um, from the IRS, from my 2020 taxes, which is an extraordinary amount of money. Um, and if you've been listening the last couple of days, you've known that I haven't really been able to get in touch with my CPA. Like Tuesday, it like had just happened. I just got the bill. And I was like, what? You may have listened to Kramer and Jess on demand. Um, this is uh, this is a doozy of a situation. So I don't really I don't think I need to sum up anything that's been happening with it. Like when the story basically my tax guy left off the information from my from the sale of my house so that really like f things up right but you also need to know my tax guy like i don't know man he's he might be he might be 80 years old 70 80 he's like my dad's age so like you know how my dad is just you know old. <laughs> and so like i just get kind of nervous like some of the things like i'm like if this dude dies like think if we were to die right now like if we were to die right oh now, yeah like what would i do I don't even know what to do anymore. But the problem, everyone's like, why don't you find a new tax guy? Here's the thing is like, he does, I've I've used him since 2014 and he's really good at, he like specializes in media people's taxes. So like, he knows exactly the write-offs that I can use specifically for radio. So it really does become beneficial until I owe $556,000. So I did get an email back from him and I want to, I want to run this by you and see what, what the steps that you would take. Cause I told you like when that, in that course of Tuesday show, I had called him, I had FaceTimed him. <laughs> like I was desperate. I was like FaceTiming him. Yeah. You'd call him numerous times. I was uh, emailing him, calling his office, calling his cell phone. Like what in the hell? Okay. His response back to me. This is about, I don't know how many hours later. It says, please do not stress. Okay. Like, who in the hell's not going to stress? <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think I would wish it, the letter would have started like, <laughs> I understand why you're stressing. Don't stress. Who who on the Who is on the hook for half a million dollars? <laughs> to the IRS not of all people. <laughs> yeah, and it's not stressed. It's not just like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Never mind. Well, he said don't stress, so I can just not stop reading the rest of this email, I guess. <laughs> I guess everything's fine. He said, this letter... This is the letter I said you would receive. Now, he did say something. I forgot because it was kind of in passing at the end. Like, oh, by the way, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he I'm said like, you may hear from the IRS. Hear from them again. again. But like yeah. I thought, I didn't think it'd be a bill. 
right. for $556,000. Right. He says, on there, it says these are proposed changes. I have all the info I need. The closing statements that you uh, that you sent to me. Uh, wait. I have all the info that I need to reply. The closing statements that you sent to me. This is slam dunk. Enjoy your trip. Because I was like, I'm going out of town. Like, I don't, like, I need some information here on mm-hmm. on what to do. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not, not stressed. <laughs> that, like I can't not be stressed about that because I still, so I, I wake up this morning and I'm like still kind of in a panic about this because I'm like, okay, like just don't, he's like, don't worry. I'm like, and I'm like, Hey, can we like hop on? I'm, I'm like hitting all of his, Again, like all over, like trying to get him on, like just some kind of contact from him. I'm like, can we get on the phone today? Because I kind of want to know how this process works. Uh-huh. I, I emailed him at 8 a.m., no response. Hmm. At noon, I responded to that email. I called his office. I called his cell phone. I texted him because <laughs> hmm. I'm just over it. Like I just, I need, I need to like get access to you some way, somehow. Right. About an hour later, he texts or he emails me back. He says, what did he say in here? Oh, I said, can we talk? I said, I really need to talk to him. He said, I, I am balls to the wall today. I'm like, mm. okay. Well, mm. I'll tell you whose balls are about to be on the wall. They don't freaking mm. handle this. Mm. He said, the process is me answering their letter and providing all the information you sent me on acquisition and sale of home. I expect it to go smoothly. And I said, all right. Mm. So, I don't know, man. I like Does that look, take me out of it? Because I think that my anxiety is getting to me about this. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to you, mom? Like, would you just mm-hmm. be able to step back and say, okay, well, he's a pro. He'll handle it. Well, or do I need to stay on his ass and be like, yo, cause some people, so it's so funny. It's so funny. I talked about this on the radio show. Right. And mm-hmm. people were calling in and so, I mean, keep my own so nice. And they have like the best of interest and they're like, well, don't worry. Like, I'm sure the IRS can work with you to like do payment plans. I'm like, payment uh-huh. plans. No. On $550,000? Not for money you don't owe. $550,000? No. (laughs) No. No. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, Yeah. So, well, how how do you feel? On the outside point of view, as someone that doesn't have a a vested interest in losing (laughs) $550,000. Yeah. I think I would want to know who I could contact if this guy does fall off the face of the earth. Like does so, he, I have the IRS phone number. No, 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 not from the IRS. From your CPA, in case you know something happens to him, who do you go to that has all your information? You don't have you know, it. Like, I don't know if there is. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I do. Ha- I do have all the information. Like, I still have. Like, I provided him with all the information. He was really crappy too. Yeah, but you don't, don't have. Do you have? Do you have copies of what he submitted? Uh, no, I, I hadn't, he hadn't submitted anything yet. So So let's suppose that you had to go to court for for the IRS and this man was nowhere to be found. Would you have the documentation you needed? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how taxes work. Can we just agree that taxes are the dumbest process? Well, for sure. In the history of time. system needs to be like, how is this, how is this still a thing? Yeah. Like maybe in the 1800s, this made sense, but like it doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-mm. Like just take the money out. Or, I don't know. Just do something. Like just do something. Yeah. But not this. Filing so, income tax is so bad. It's so crazy. It's, it's so, so confusing. It's so antiquated and it is so confusing and people don't understand it. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. 
Yeah. Um, part of me just wants to kind of run away to a different country and just change my name because like this is just so annoying i'm like that annoyed with this whole process i just want to like live a different life i would want to know i would want to know if you could not get in touch with him who could provide you i know like this is not good well anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna stay on his ass because i just because he's just an independent guy right works out of his home yeah his own thing yeah, no. he doesn't have an office staff. No, not HR block or anything. I know. Doesn't have a yeah business, bona fide business. He's just got John Doe CPA. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this information is probably not going to shock you, but happy wife, happy life actually is true. <laughs> oh, uh, it doesn't shock me at all. By the way, hmm. you've heard that phrase before, Mom, right? Happy oh, wife, yeah, happy sure life. Have. Yeah, sure. I agree with it. <laughs> well, Rutgers University. Actually, and God bless whoever paid to do this study. Who's like, you know, we we do need to figure out if happy life, happy happy wife, happy life actually is real. Uh, who knows how much they actually spend on that? Um, they need to find. They want to find out if marital bliss is strongly linked to rather, whether or not the woman in the relationship is happy. Mm-hmm. I found this doing the radio show this morning. I didn't, didn't talk about it on the radio. I want to say it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Do you want the back of how this actually worked? Sure. Okay. So they, they looked at 394 couples. They researched them to see how the woman's satisfaction affects the happiness or misery of the overall relationship. And they determined that in general, men tend to be happier in their relationships than women, just in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in terms of overall life satisfaction, how the wife, the wives in the situation feel about the marriage directly con- uh, contributes to whether their husband is happy or not. Okay. Let me say mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. In terms of overall life satisfaction, how the wife feels mm-hmm. about the marriage directly contributes mm-hmm. to whether their husband is happy or not. Mm-hmm. If she's miserable, mm-hmm. the whole relationship may be bad. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if the husband is memorable, uh, miserable, the relationship tends to suffer a lot less. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. So if you're wondering, happy wife, happy life actually is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a um, the pe- person, the woman that was explaining the study, she said, if a wife is happy in her marriage, she will try hard to create a positive experience for her husband. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when a woman is unhappy, they'll, they're much more likely to talk about it mm-hmm. and even be, quote unquote, confrontational about it, while mm-hmm. men kind of sit back and kind of seethe silently. Mm-hmm. So basically... If women are unhappy, y'all bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and you'll then, know about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my my uh, deduction of this uh, of this study. It said that's especially uh, true for older couples, mom. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh-huh. Older couples uh, uh-huh. from generations where talking about your feelings just wasn't a thing. Uh-huh. So how do you feel about that? Does I and I can tell you this. I do feel like that. I do feel like it is true and take it into your own situation. Cause I want to know, I kind of want to hear your stories this week too. Of mm-hmm. If you think that, cause it sounds kind of crappy. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like as a man, it's almost like our ultimate goal is just to make sure that the woman is happy. If we want to be happy, we shouldn't worry about our own happiness. We should make sure that our female partner, this is obviously in male female relationships, uh-huh. but we should spend all of our time fully focusing on the happiness of our partner. Hmm. Whereas y'all, 
just got to hope <laughs> you gotta focus on your own happiness. <laughs> so it's like, what? <laughs> like, why do I want to get into that? Why do I want to get like I, when you're telling me that I don't need to worry about my own happiness at all? Because mm-hmm. as long as I am providing mm-hmm. ultimate happiness mm-hmm. to my female partner, mm-hmm. talking, you know, kind of going back to the chivalry conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. what? Yeah. Well, my I'm thoughts? not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that I really agree with that study and that men should. Rutgers should. University. Yeah, well, I, I I know, but this is Nancy Yancy. Okay. <laughs> so it goes. It's it says something. Mother of three who's lived sixty nine <laughs> years. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think that both of you should have an equal voice in your happiness or your unhappiness. Now, I will tell you for a fact that if Jim Yancey is unhappy, I'm surely the first to know about it. <laughs> but I don't feel like it really affects you that he bad. He does not hold back. Well, I mean, if I can control it and there's something I can do about it, then I will. But oftentimes he's unhappy about things I have no control over or no power to do anything about. Yeah. Um, and if I'm unhappy... I'm probably going to be more passive aggressive than outspoken about it mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. that's how I am. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll probably jab him, you know, but still that would then I'm a jabber that but, would then, yeah, but I can make life miserable. We can, contribute. we women can make life miserable in our yeah. households. So yeah, I, I'm we're more so emotional. <laughs> we're more emotional than you guys. Yeah. We show our emotions more. That's and we're true. also more dramatic, sad to say. Most women. Well, just know, basically, all, all the female listeners, you can go home to your male partners tonight <laughs> if you're in a male-female relationship and basically say, hey, like. Hey, honey, are you happy? Just, just Is yeah. Is there anything I can do to make your life better? Because if you want huh. if you want to be happy, no. you better make sure I'm happy. <laughs> Science. This is science now. <laughs> you, you want to hear about my introvert move of the week? No, boy. So uh, this is for my fellow introverts. It wasn't you, missing your vegan meat meetup? Well, I mean, no, that was – I just didn't want to go. Um, oh. <laughs> so here's my my introvert tip of the week, okay? okay? Because my fellow introverts will understand this, and I know the extroverts won't really get this, but maybe you can understand an introvert a little bit better about doing this. You know, we, we talk about this from time to time where I will – uh, as an introvert, do things to avoid the contact of other humans, mm-hmm. and not all that. I mean, not all the time. It's not. I'm not like a. I'm like if 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 this like straight up half introvert, half you know. If, if it was like a scale, I'm like forty percent extroverted, sixty, well, seventy. Seven, I don't know. But I'm not like – there's some introverts that like just can't function. You know, I can do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> um, so I'm going to this radio conference coming up in, next month in uh-huh. Chicago. Uh-huh. And which we're going to kind of figure out a schedule for that, Mom, for the podcast. Actually, okay. you know what? No, we're not going to have to. We're still going to record it every day. Oh. You know why? Because oh. it, it goes back into my introvertedness. I honestly oh, – I don't. you have an excuse to leave. I, yeah. I, I don't, get it. I honestly – I don't want to go to this conference that bad in the first place. I really, truly don't. It is because what happens is – you're stuck with the extremes of radio people. Yes. You've got your extreme extra because radio is filled with two people. It's extreme. It's filled with extreme extroverts uh-huh. and it's filled with extreme introverts. Uh-huh. And I am 
uh, it's it's exhausting on either side uh-huh. because people are just either socially awkward and like it's awkward to talk to you or like they talk your ear off. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's it, like it's it's the part that gives me the most anxiety is like all the small talk I'm gonna have to be doing over over two days, right? Yeah. So what I did this year was even though it cost me more money, yeah, I decided to book a hotel outside of the conference <laughs> so that I can actually leave. <laughs> uh huh. And like, come and go as I please, come and go as I please. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like when you're in the hotel, you're constantly, even though you're going to the elevator, people by the bar, Hey, hey, come here, come talk to me. Right. You know, there's no real way to get away from it. Yo, I'm staying at a hotel 10 minutes down the street. Uh So like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna sneak in. I'm gonna sneak out and I'm gonna go back to my hotel. (laughs) And then like, cause like, even like that, then you're like stuck in the elevator with people. And then you gotta like. For 14 floors up, you got to like small talk with uh-huh. radio people. And I just don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to, like, again, I'm going to go and I'm going to put in my good faith effort. You're going to participate at least 30 minutes every day of the networking. two days. I'll go to a couple of the, the, the uh, Jess is getting an award. I'm going to go to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking on a panel. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm judging a panel. They're doing like a, it's called Battle of the Bits. Oh, which is like uh, every show presents their best bit, ah. and then me and a few other people judge the bits. That's fun. Uh, I'll go to that. Yeah, but y'all, when I'm ready to go back, and this is it. This is great. Like we're not. I was like, man, I'm gonna get the podcast done. I'll be gone for two days. No, no, <laughs> we're gonna record live from Chicago. Give me excuse to get back to the room. <laughs> Sit in my hotel room the whole time. Even though you have to lug your computer all the way to Chicago. I don't care. I don't care. I'll bring the mic. I'll bring the setup. I'll bring everything just to avoid. all that. Oh, man. To avoid contact, I will make sure that it is done. Anyway, that's your extrovert tip of the week. I'm sorry, introvert tip of the week is uh, if you're going to a conference and you don't want to have to small talk all the time, just Uh book a hotel down the street and you can just (laughs) leave and come as you please. So there you go. With that said, we'll get to our quote for today. (laughs) Okay. It's from Louis E. Boone. Don't fear failure so much that you refuse to try new things. The saddest summary of a life contains three descriptions. Could have, might have, and should have. Yeah, that's sad when people die and don't fulfill their potential. I mean, I've known people like that, you know, who just lived kind of a mundane life, but they had so much going for them. They could have done so much more and been so much happier and, you know, than where they were. Um, but for whatever reason, they didn't, they didn't have follow their, their calling. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. This uh, topic is close to my heart, as you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as I'm, Rounding the base towards dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm picking out coffins over at here. Almost forty. Uh-huh. Next year I'll be forty. Which uh-huh. oh. God, we get we get forty such a bad rap, don't we? I don't know why. Don't why know. why why forty? What what is it about forty? Well, it's kind of midlife. I guess. You know. Uh, I feel honestly, I feel like I've lived like seven lives. Like I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear, if I if I died today, like I would be good. I just feel like I, I feel like I, I did everything I need to do in this lifetime. Like I'm mm-hmm. solid, yeah. but you know, my biggest fear about this is what if I chose the wrong path? Yeah. My fear is, and I, I every day like I wake up and I'm like, 
is this what I wanted to invest 20 years in? Because I basically, I mean, I have nothing else to show in my life at all. Let's, let's just say what it is. Like, my career is all I have. And, um, and it does. It brings me some fulfillment. I don't know if ultimate fulfillment, but I am fulfilled by my job, which is a very dangerous thing to do, by the way. Don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so scared I'm going to wake up in 10 years. 49 and be like shit like i wish i had a family i wish i had all those traditional things that i kind of put by you know the wayside what does that mean put by the wayside does that even make sense is that, mm-hmm. is that, is that a real yeah. quote what yeah. does that mean it means that you kind of ignore them you I'm just like, what is what's what's the wayside what does that even mean like what is like, the just wayside put, put them out of the way you put them out of your mind you put them out of your, out of the way by the way do you, do you, got, you want to figure out what this means Sorry, i just I don't told you what it means no, but I mean, like, where'd that come from? Oh, I don't know that. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the phrase appeared in William Tyndall's translation of the New Testament. Mom, you should know this. You should know everything about the Bible. I don't know William Tyndall, and I don't know his version of the New Testament. <laughs> Clearly. Just saying. <laughs> um, I don't even know what that means. Anyway, so I'm I'm so scared I'm going to wake up and be like, oh, my God, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Had a family. Wish I would have had kids. Ah, now I mean, I, granted, like, and I can still have kids in ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. But I'm not gonna want to. I'm too tired now to have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like no one over the age of twenty nine should have kids. I feel like your body is just not. I mean, back in the day, you used to die at thirty two. You know what I mean? I know like, exactly. Like, Mine was crazy. a little harder. Yeah, well, yeah, and, but like we, we just we didn't, we didn't have, have all this medicine and stuff. Exactly, we couldn't. Like we we'd didn't be have, dead. We were yeah. all. Everyone listening right now would most likely be dead if this was three hundred <laughs> years ago or whatever. Medicine. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now we can live forever. I know. Whether we want to or not. So that's that's what scares me is that, that we're going. To, I'm going to wake up and like, I don't know. There's much I can do about that unless I just. <laughs> Mom, what do you? How do you? How do you feel about that when I say that? Well, I think that, you know, you've always been good about following your passion. And I, I don't think you're passionate about anything else right now. But I, but I believe that if you should be, uh, that you will be. And you'll yeah. discover that just in living your life. Um, be the world's most annoying to, dad. If it, it happens, along, I will be. You'll, you'll be ready. I'm and a little bit. You may on, not be a dad. And that's okay, yeah. too. I'm a little on the OCD side, if you don't know that. And, um, <laughs> I just feel like I would take that into fatherhood as well. Like you will, you bring everything I, I, you have. Think about, think about honestly, think about the damn pill separator for Kiki. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be that dad. My kid's gonna be 13 years old. I'm still gonna go in three times a night and check and make sure they're still breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> did they die? Dude, I, can you imagine? Just really quick. Sorry, we're getting way sidetracked on this, but that, that's that's really where my fear, one of my fears of life is right now, is mm-hmm. what if I wake up and I you know, feel like I did something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine though being a new parent and how stressful that must be. Oh, like I just think about what, what, like when you get home and like you're by yourself for the first time <laughs> and like you get a baby for uh-huh. the first time and uh-huh. you're like, what? You're like, hello. Like, what do I do with what this damn thing? What are we doing here? Like, I don't even know. I don't what know what to do doing? with this. We're going to have to figure it out to- together. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's a quote. Uh, Cozy Earth Sheets on the podcast today. Thank you so much for everyone that's purchased Cozy Earth Sheets. I hope you're sleeping so much better. Please leave us your full review on the Certified Fans page. I know Queen Pam bought a set of sheets this week. She Happy did. to see it. Love uh-huh. to see it. Um, Cozy Earth is our sheet partner on the podcast, and they are the world's softest sheets. My mama can tell you, I can tell you, Oprah can tell you because they've been on her favorite things list now for four years. These sheets are so soft. Typically, never in a million years would I recommend that you go buy luxury sheets like this. I couldn't. Out of good faith, I couldn't do it because they, I mean, they're pricier than they're going to be. This is just, I, I don't know. They want me talking about this. I don't know. This is my true review. They're pricier than what I would be able to go pay it like a target right and so i'd have to really sit there and weigh out okay do i want these hundred dollar sheets or do i want these three or four hundred dollar sheets right but here's the difference is y'all right now i'm giving you 40 percent off okay luxury sheets and with those luxury sheets at 40 percent off you're also going to get a 10-year warranty on your sheets cozy earth is so sure you're going to love these sheets and they're going to hold up you've got a 10 year warranty so you got to do the math on that you want the target sheets you know the 75 dollars target sheets are gonna last two years or do you want the nice super soft bamboo breathable super cool in the summer warmer in the winter do you, it's like, do you want those sheets for less 10 year wise for less than you'll pay to keep replacing those cheap target sheets you know that's the way that I look at it. It's a great investment when you do it that way. It's it's like dollars a month when you think about it over the next 10 years with a 10-year warranty. You are going to love these sheets. It, it, treat yourself, man. We just lived through a damn pandemic. <laughs> you uh, during the pandemic, you were sleeping on you were you were literally going through a global pandemic on shitty sheets. Mm. And like that <laughs> that's <laughs> That's rough. That's a rough way to go. Like, if we're going to be in a pandemic, we got monkeypox coming up now. Oh, we got to be, we got to be comfortable. We, you might be at home again. <laughs> you might be in that bed more than you realize. That's true. You better be ready. Uh, CozyEarth.com. I swear these would be the best sheets you ever sleep on. And if you don't believe me, I mean, if you don't uh, agree with me, 100 night sleep guaranteed. They'll ship them to you for free. They will ship them back for free if you don't like them. CozyEarth.com. Use that coupon code Kramer40. Coupon code Kramer40 at CozyEarth.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's thank our certified fans for being here today. Before we get to ask my mom, this uh, these are people that are able to chip in six bucks a month. And when you do, you're supporting the podcast. 100% of those proceeds, by the way, go to, um, go to producing this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And if you're not a certified fan, not number one, hope you'll consider it. Number two, if you're not, be thankful for those that do because this show wouldn't be produced if it wasn't for certified fans. Mm-hmm. That's for so, sure. For uh, six to six hours a month. In return, though, you do get some perks, Mom. You want to explain the perks? Yeah. You become a member of our Facebook fan page. You get a discount on merch. You get Mama Text. You're the first in line for exciting news. You get a shout out on a show and a shout out on our Facebook page. Yep. 
So if you want to join us, just text the word. And by joining us, I mean, you know, help support the show. Mm -hmm. Text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. We still do need more people this month, so please, 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 please. (laughs) Just know the summer months are the hardest months because this is when people are off school and they don't have a normal routine right now. Parents usually don't. So um, our podcast listenership is down because of it. Uh, The radio show listenership is down because of it. So if you're like, well, I don't know if they need any help this month, we do. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) We don't have somebody new that we go back and we thank someone that's been here. We spin our wheel of certified fans and we dedicate that show to them. So today's show is going to be dedicated to... 253. 253 is Nayeli L. We got a lot of Arizona people this week. Nayeli L is from Peoria. I've met Nayeli when I used to work at Camel 1079. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a real name of the station, Camel, which I thought was always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a um, country radio station. And, you know, I'm always surprised. Anybody that, that ever listened in. Arizona. We still have a bunch of people. Like Donald's one of them. Mm-hmm. Carissa is one of them. Yeah. Um, who else am I forgetting? I'm, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, oh, I'm forgetting two of you right now. I'm sorry. Um, but about but a bunch of you guys do a lot. Of, and I I I never understood. But San Diego, I feel like we we had a bond because I was there for you know for five years, and I was doing like really great radio there. In my opinion, it was really like connecting. We were we had a big show, and um, Phoenix. I just I never felt I didn't feel great about that place because I just didn't feel like that show really connected mm-hmm. with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so anyone that that stuck around, you know, through well, at least four of them did. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy to me. It's like, I just don't know. I don't feel like we really, like, we didn't really share much. I wasn't really going through anything personally there, you know? It wasn't like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I could really connect it like, there, like I did with Panama City or with San Diego. So anybody that came over, I'm just, I'm so thankful y'all still hanging out. Like, mm-hmm. we've shared so much since then together. It's just been, it's been cool. So yes. thank you for being yes. here. Um. So anyway, sorry, Nayeli is one of those and very thankful for you. And there's a lot of people like Jordan right after that from his certified uh, 254 is, uh, is if I look down the list, I mean, I can see, you know, a handful of all Phoenix. So super thankful for that. Um, anyway, Nayeli, today's show is all about you. Very thankful for you. You're always very supportive when I live there. Really appreciate it. Nayeli L is our certified fan of the day, mom. Let's give her some whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop to Nyeli L. Thank you. So glad yeah. you're here. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really could use you this month. So please text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. You can also go to the show notes. There's a link there, certifiedmamasboy.com. There's a link there any way you want to. It just takes two seconds to join. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's um, do Ask My Mom. Ask My Mom is an advice segment that we do Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you ever want to need some advice from an unbiased source, we don't really know you personally, but we love you. We, want, we have the best intention and, you know, your best intentions in mind. Mm-hmm. You can go to certifiedmamasboy.com, submit your story under contact us, and we'll read it on the air. We don't ever put names on here, by the way. So keep it anonymous. My mom has been a mom now for 42 years. She's got some good 43 motherly three now. Oh, yeah. 43 years. <laughs> And uh, it's got some good motherly advice. And then we, as a podcast family, also hop in and try to give you some advice. So, Mom, what's happening today? Okay. Dear Mama Nancy, a coworker and I are friends. 
He's a good guy, but he just told me he's had a crush on me for years, and it took this long to get up the courage to tell me how he feels. Lord. I would like to say there's a happy ending in this story, but there isn't. There's nothing wrong with him. I just don't see the potential in him and me ever being a thing. I told him as gently as I could, and he said that this was exactly why he was afraid to tell me. But he needed to find out and we could get out of, quote-unquote, friend zone. This is a terrible situation because now I feel like the bad guy because I put him in the friend zone. But it's not my fault. I just don't want to be in a relationship with him. But I like having him as a friend. Now I'm sure if we can ever... Now I'm not sure if we can ever be friends again. It's weird. He's going to feel awkward and feel like I rejected him, which I guess I did, but only in a romantic way, and I already feel bad for letting him down. How can I deal with this? I feel like this friendship needs to end. I mean, it's not that deep of a friendship anyway, but if I did that, then I would really be the bad guy. Yeah, well, I think you have no choice but to end it and to be honest, just as you have been or you plan to be. Um, Yeah, I mean, there, you know, this happens a lot. Our friends have crushes on us and we don't feel the same way about them, but we're not doing anyone, uh, we're not doing anything beneficial to either one if you lie about it. It's not beneficial for him, it's not beneficial for you. Truth is always the best, and I think you just tell him he's a great friend and you'd love to stay friends if he feels comfortable with that, but that's as far as it goes for you. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like I don't I don't two two parts of this. Number one, I don't know that you can go back. Yeah, to I'm the way sure things were either. before. Yeah. If one of you has feelings and one of you doesn't, and mm-hmm. listen, we really could use your stories on this one because maybe you've been in a spot like this before. Mm-hmm. Actually, don't call in because there's no going to be no way I can get your calls on. Uh, no, that's not true. No, it is true. I don't know. <laughs> call <laughs> either way. We, we can get to when we get back in case I've already left town. Um, I, I need to know from people that have had people that are friends like come, you know, try to cross that boundary mm-hmm. and you weren't interested. Mm-hmm. How did that affect your, could you guys still be friends? I don't think I've ever, I haven't been on the receiving or the other end of that before. Mom, have you before? Well, you were married at like, tw- like out of the womb. So <laughs> let's see when I was in fifth grade, Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask for this one. No, I'm not. Um, but so part one of this is I don't know if if you can ever really be friends again. Um, you can I just think that the relationship's going to have to change. I do have a friend that uh, worked with uh, same same situation and was mutual friends, and then they they were out one night and he tried to kiss her and like was drunk and like went into this whole I've always had feelings for you. Mm. Um, and she was like, whoa, and they could never quite get their friendship back on track. Mm-mm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if you can come back. Honestly, I think that's one of those things where you have to, I don't know. 
I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't think you can, I don't think you guys can really be friends anymore, which sucks, but maybe, you know, some calls and comments can say otherwise on the other side. Like if you ever have a crush on your friend, should you say something or should you just leave it, leave it alone? Like, I don't, I've always been really skeptical about this because, because of that reason alone. I feel like once you say something, there's absolutely no going back, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So. It certainly makes you vulnerable. Yeah. I just, I don't know that you can go back. I don't know that you can go back. So is it worth it to say something? I don't think I would ever be able to say anything to, to anybody that I, I had feelings for that were my friends. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I could, I could say anything because I wouldn't want to risk. And obviously coworker friends, like it may be a little bit different. But not even not really. If you've been known for for that long, like it's just, I don't know. What do you think about that, Mom? If you have a crush on a friend, should you say something or should you just leave it alone? Well, I think that eventually, you know, it would. If they were interested in you, you would figure it out. But I think I would wait for a cue. You know, from the other person. Yeah. Um, before I before I let them know that I had feelings for them. Yeah. Well, 888-Kramer8, you want to call and text, like, I don't, I don't know, two parts to this one, you know, has it ever happened to you? And like, should you like, because then somebody argued the other way of like, what happens if you guys are meant to be together and like, nobody ever says anything. Mm -hmm. That's kind of sad to me too, you know? Well, I think if they were that she would probably be feeling differently. Yeah. So, but she doesn't seem to have any, any romantic interest in him whatsoever. 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8. And mom, that's going to do it for you today. Love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. If you haven't done so recently, could you go shoot Certified Mama's Boy a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? If you've done it, like I don't think you can redo it, but I think it's only one per person. But if you've never done it before, my boss just brought up a couple of days ago that my our um, uncensored podcast had low – I hadn't had anybody like review it in a long time. And, and then I looked at Certified Mama's Boy and it's like it's kind of the same. So if you don't mind just shooting a you know five-star review, that would be awesome. Maybe write a few words and um, that would be really, really good. we got one more day, y'all. One more day. See you back here for another show tomorrow. And then don't forget, we're off on next week. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.